Hi, welcome to Bible Talk with Jane and Shannon. I'm Jane. And I'm Shannon. Maybe sometime I should say, I'm Shannon. Yeah, well, I think okay. they figure that out. All right, so number, we're on our 54th podcast, which yes. is exciting. And today, or tonight, our topic is don't hide. Don't hide. Don't hide who you are. You know, we, from the very beginning, we love to hide. Because I today I was watching my grandson and my daughter on video messenger while we were having a video call, and he loves to run away from his mom, and he'll go grab something just so she'll chase him. And then, of course, kids love to play hide-and-seek, or they like, we didn't ever have a a kid who liked to sit in cupboards, but I know there's a lot of kids who like to go and oh, sit in cupboards. Oh, the kids did. did I, if I remember it, Ryan and Cheyenne like to... Hide in cupboards? Together. I guess they I keep thinking of, of that, the youngest brother on A Christmas Story who liked to hide in the cupboard. Yeah, probably not to that extreme. Yeah. <laughs> we never had to coax them out or anything, but... And, of course, we've had pets that have hid. You know, we had that one cat, Ellie, who we never saw. She just hid all the time. And, uh... Oh, golly. Yeah, and, and... But, you know, in the very beginning. Right. Adam and Eve, once they did wrong, they hid. They hid from God. Even though it's silly because you really can't hide from God, but he did ask them, where are you? Right. And I think that was, of course, for their well, benefit. if we go back to the beginning, God created man and woman. You know, the, the Bible says in, in Genesis 1 that he created them in his own image. Uh, 127 says... And in the image of God, he created them male and female. He created them. And God blessed them. And then, you know, it, it goes on. Genesis goes on, and God walks and talks with them, obviously, because he's walking in the garden and looking for him, And he couldn't find him. They were hiding. Mm-hmm. That was the first example of someone hiding mm-hmm. in the Bible and hiding from God is what yeah. Adam and Eve were doing. And they weren't playing hide-and-seek. No, and they were hiding because they didn't like who they were. Yeah. When they figured it out, um, you know, they said they were naked, and that's why they hid. And God saying, "Wait a minute, that's not why you hid, because you haven't been hiding until now." Yeah. Why now? Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, and I think you know. I mean, this is we adults are just are better at hiding than kids actually, because kids will hide their eyes and think they're hiding, but we. We'll hide our whole selves, stuffed inside ourselves, to protect ourselves. Well, so, that's kind of exactly what it is. Yeah, that's what Adam and Eve were doing. And I remember as um, I have a younger sister, Amanda, mm-hmm. who's thirteen years younger than me. And I remember she used to play hide and seek with me by putting a bucket on her head. Yeah. She would put a bucket on her head and say, "You can't see me." I thought that was your brother. No, that was Amanda. Oh. And the concept there is. I can't see you, so therefore you must not be able to see me. And that is uh, obviously not true in the case of a little kid, but it's also not true with us with God. No, even We can like, try and hide from him, but yeah. that doesn't mean he doesn't see us. And to God, I'm sure it's just as ridiculous as us putting a bucket on our head. It's one of those situations where, uh, you know, it's cute when kids did it. I always thought it was hilarious when Amanda and I did that. She'd put her bucket on, then she'd pull the bucket off and go boo. <laughs> She's just standing there the whole time, little chubby legs sticking out from underneath the bucket. But 
you know, God is, not only is God watching us, but God is with us all the time. So God's inside our bucket with us. Oh, that's so sweet. He's not standing on the outside. He's in there with us. And here's a verse, Mark 4.22 said by Jesus, For nothing is hidden except to be revealed, nor has anything been secret, but that it should come to light. And, okay, so you are indulging me, and Mm -hmm. I'm still writing poetry, but I wrote this one on January 27th. It was the fourth one I wrote. And it's a beautiful poem. Okay, he sets us free to be us, to love people with abandonment, wisely knowing we are timid creatures, always hiding behind words, stuff, money, power, masks, fig leaves, stone faces, harsh conversation, because fear lies to us. We listen, we forget. God sets us free again. Do over. Now believe. Don't hide again. Ever. And that's really, I think that's when Christ came along and we were created anew, that's what was taken away from us. We didn't have to hide anymore. Our, our, that's why we were hiding was because of sin. That's what Adam was hiding from. And Jesus recreated us. Well, here's a question. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. And that's, we were separating ourselves from God. We were hiding from God. And God did not want that. He wanted a reunification. The only way to do that was to send his son. Mm-hmm. So when he sent his son, we no longer have to hide. That's really good. We don't have to be separate okay, from here, God. Okay, here's one. Psalm twenty-seven, twelve says... Psalm twenty-seven, twelve says, "Do not deliver me. Do not deliver me over to the desire of my adversaries, for false witnesses have risen against me, and such as breathe out violence." That that doesn't have hide in it at all. No, but in Colossians three, three, it oh. does say, "For you have died, and your life is hidden with Christ in God." Oh, there's a good kind of hiding. We are instead of hiding from God and being in the world, we are. With God, hidden from the world. We are separated. Yeah, the world can't actually see who we really are no, in Christ. In, but Christ oh, can. Psalm 27, 9. Do not hide thy face from me. Do not turn thy servant away in anger. Thou hast been my help. Do not abandon me, nor forsake me. So so David is saying, God, don't hide your face from me. I really mm-hmm. need it. But here's my question. What kind of things... What are some of the common things in our society people hide behind? Oh, my goodness. Uh, it's getting worse and worse and worse. Okay, give me a few. Um, I think people hide behind whatever category they put themselves in. Mm. I am a child of God. Mm-hmm. That is my first thing. Mm-hmm. That is the one thing I know I am. I am a child of God. I am your husband. I'm a father. I'm a pastor. I am a teacher. I'm a fighter, I am all sorts of things. But the one thing that overarches it all is I'm a child of God. Mm-hmm. If you don't, if I lost there, everything mm-hmm. else, if I lost the ability to do everything else, I would still be a child of God. If I lost this life, I would still be a child mm-hmm. of God. Now, what people... Well, I was thinking about the things that people hide behind. Well, people like, in the world now... The way they look. Or, ...want to take... Well... So often we are trying to categorize ourselves yeah. and label ourselves as something, as an identity. Yeah. Whether it's a sexual orientation identity or it's a racial identity or it's a national identity. 
Or it's a job that's your identity. Or it's a gang. Whatever it is that you try and hide yourself away behind a label. Mm. And that label is to put you in a group. Mm. And we as humans love to hide in groups. groups. Because we're safer. If I can say that I am fill in the blank... Then I'm like just like somebody else. I'm not responsible for myself. I'm not responsible um, for being the way I am. I am just part of a group. Mm. So therefore, I have no responsibility mm. because I'm, I, I have that groupthink mm. mentality. And God says, no, I want a one-on-one relationship. Mm-hmm. You can't hide. Mm-hmm. You can't separate yourself. And when we come to Christ... We are reunited with God, and we realize there was no need for that hiding in the first place. Right. So I cannot... Um, it even comes down to, I think, denominationally we hide. Well, I was just going to say that. but Because that's a label again. And we yeah. can say, I separate myself from other people because of fill in the blank. But when you separate, you're going back to a group again. Yeah, that's true. And God says, I don't want a group. Mm-hmm. I want... You, individually. The scary thing, of course, then, is that um, as the world looks at it, that means you are 100% responsible and laid bare and everything that you have inside of you that you really don't want anybody to see is laid bare. When they're when you no, when you're singular, when it's a singular thing with you and God, with you and God, then you can't hide it. Yeah. So... You pretend God doesn't exist because if he does, then he'd know all those things about you and you can't hide anymore. And the beauty of God's grace is that when you realize you can't hide and you accept that, Mm -hmm. then you can really feel God's love and you know that God loves you because of who you are, Mm -hmm. not in spite of. Mm -hmm. And almost every group that we try and ally with, if they accept us, they have to accept us in spite of something. In spite of something that we have that might not fit that group or in spite of something that we are that is embarrassing to us or is shaming us or is separating us, in spite of that, they might take you in. They might. God says, because of you, you I know you're broken. So a group, if you join a group of some sort to, to, to... be with the crowd you so think you're not you, alone. You think you're doing it for identity, but in reality you're doing it to hide. And also that means the group will cause for you to stay in the group, you have to conform to the group. Cuz once you get outside the once you act differently than the group typically says they should, then then that cover is gone. Because you're not acting the way you're supposed to. Right. But if you if you become a member of a group like that, um, it's like um, Adam and Eve hiding in the bushes. Right. They try and put a fig leaf on, fig leaf on so they look like every other fig leaf wearer. I would but think. it's not reality. It's not truth. True truth. Who you really are with all your bumps and your blemishes and, and the, the pretty part of you and the ugly part of you, all of those things are visible to God. And the concept that most people are missing here mm-hmm. is that God sees all that and still wants you. Right. He sees all the flaws and says, I still want you. You are still my child. I see everything and I love you. I was thinking also of another way people hide. 
mm-hmm. is that um, they accumulate possessions, you know, things. Mm-hmm. They want to look a certain way. But once again, that's to look like somebody else. Well, that's true, to look like the mm-hmm. popular people. To fit into some group. To to wear all the cowgirl bling. Nothing wrong with cowgirl bling, but... Or, or anything. To be covered with tattoos, which I am. But if you do it so that you hang out with tattoo-covered people and that's what your identity is... Right, so then, then you're then, hiding. Then it's also kind of a false identity because if you don't start with God as finding out who you are and you start somewhere else, you're going to start off on the wrong foot and you're going to totally get off track. Well, He's got to be the root of who you are, don't you think? Again, going back to my analogy with the bucket, Yeah, it's a mask. Yeah. We all put on a mask and think that nobody can see us because we have a mask on. And there are people that will not look past your mask and they'll just say, oh, that mask looks like my mask. Okay, we're okay because our masks are the same. Mm-hmm. But God says, you can't hide from me. Mm. I see you. It's kind of like... But I see you in such a positive way. Yeah. And so many people are afraid He's gonna... to lay their souls bare because they, don't, they think it's going to be... They're not going to be accepted because the world would not accept us. Right. Individuals would not necessarily accept us if they saw everything about us. But God says, I do see everything about you. But you know, the ironic thing is, is that when people are courageous to be vulnerable and just be themselves in front Mm -hmm. of people, that people find that refreshing and it allows other people to get come out from hiding also. Which is where we should be as a church. Right. As, as, a, as a body of believers, we should be that way. We should be safe to, to be ourselves mm-hmm. and to let ourselves out. You know, God said in, our, in Jeremiah 1.5, the Bible says, Before I form, formed you in the womb, I knew you. And before you were born, I consecrated you. I appointed you a prophet to the nations. God says, before you were even born, I knew you. Mm-hmm. I know you. And that's the beauty of God's love is that he knows you and he doesn't care. He loves you unconditionally, no matter what. And he just simply says, come to me. Release it. Stop hiding. Come out from behind the tree and come to me. Walk into my arms and you'll be fully accepted. So much of our hiding is a fear of, a fear of rejection. Yeah, why are we so afraid to be rejected? I think it, it it's part of the human part of human nature. That fear of of not being accepted is part of human nature. You want to go back to when it was a tribal thing and you couldn't survive by yourself, so you had to be part of a group. And yeah. um, right now in my history class, we're doing going through the French Revolution and we're talking about uh, the Reign of Terror. And that was after they had executed Louis the Sixteenth. A man named Robespierre came out. He was a radical, and he started this committee that went around. And anybody who had, may have had anything to do with accepting the old ways of the king or anything like that, they executed. Mm-hmm. And what happened in the Reign of Terror is you think, okay. The ones that were supporting the king were the nobles and the royalists and the clergy and all those things Mm -hmm. that had had power with him. But the vast majority of the people killed during the Reign of Terror were peasants. And people would turn on their own neighbors. Because I can prove 
If I how loyal I am to you guys by turning in someone else. Yeah, and it didn't matter. And they so they just, would turn in their neighbors. They would turn in family members. They would, they would make false claims, kind of a witch hunt kind of thing. Yeah. Where their desire was to protect themselves. To protect right? themselves was so great they would sacrifice others to protect themselves. Oh, that's horrible. And it's the same way today. Uh, any group you're in, if it's a human-based group that's only based on worldly things, eventually. It's going to turns you. on itself. Yeah, it does. Eventually, it, it turns to. on itself because our human nature is not to love others; it's to love ourselves. Because mm-hmm. we're protecting self. So we protect that. That fear of rejection causes us oh. to turn on others. Well, and that's the and thing. God says, "Lay yourself down. You know, yeah. deny self because deny yourself and just come to me." Because if we didn't don't deny ourselves, then what we're doing is we're living for self and. And living for self, we will turn in on ourselves. We can't health, mentally, physically, every way. If we just live for ourselves, it just it falls will apart. explode. It, it falls, falls apart. apart. But I have a really cool because verse. as humans, we can't fail to fail. No, and so, we always fail. <laughs> right, and it's it, we are meant to worship, and we're supposed to worship God. And when He is what we live for, then everything else falls to play into place. But here's a really cool verse, and I don't. I think it relates. It's Revelation two seventeen. It's Jesus speaking. He who has an ear, let him hear. That the Spirit says to the churches, to him who overcomes, to him I will give some of the hidden manna, and I will give him a white stone and a new name written on the stone, which no one knows but he who receives it. So I think okay. The reason why I thought that was so special is because Jesus. Everybody. Um, the believers who people who grasp Jesus and just hold on to him tight and get to heaven because they believe in him, he's going to give us each a new name and only he will know it. It'll be like a little secret between us because <coughs> only he has to know it and it'll be some, it'll be such a blessing to us because it's a name that truly tells us who we are in him, I guess. I don't know, right. but it's hidden and also some hit. Hidden manna, some of that angel food that I don't know. But so I I write because here hidden isn't bad because it's with Jesus. And that we are, we will be, all those things will be revealed to us through Christ and can't be revealed through the world, only through him. And we have to understand that the fear that we have is man-made. Hmm. Fear is fear is a man-made emotion. Um, Adam and Eve had no fear mm-hmm. until sin came in. Yes, fear is a man-made emotion, and God, through Christ, has allowed us to overcome that fear. Mm-hmm. And Second Timothy one seven says, "For God gave us a spirit not of fear, but of power and love and self-control." Mm-hmm. So when we come to Christ, we can come. We through Him we are made new, and we are brand new. Everything that we needed to hide is gone. Everything mm. we needed to fear is gone. There is no there is no fear of death because Christ overcame death. Mm-hmm. That is the ultimate fear. They you know they say people are afraid of of dying and they're afraid of public speaking. Wow. Those two things that people are most afraid of. Really? Dying and public speaking. And I my, love to speak in public. My goodness. I never do, but the that the concept is just 
either one, you are bearing your soul. Mm. Because if you speak in front of people, they're going to see everything and they may see the real you and they may not like the real you. Mm. And when we die, we may confront what we did in our lives. Mm. And, and as Paul says to Timothy, God did not give us a spirit of fear. Mm. That's not what we were meant for. We were meant for love. We were meant for self-control. And we were meant for power. You know, I I will say this. That, um, up until I was a mom, I became a mom at age 27. That was the first time I was a mom. And uh, it wasn't until I was probably in my late 30s, even 40. I don't know, my early 40s. It was late that I felt, prior to that, I felt so awkward around other women. And it, and I didn't seek out female friendships. I was really lonely for a lot of the time because I, um, I just didn't know how to relate to other women. And um, I guess it was probably a fear of rejection because I felt awkward. And it's probably, you know, I'm sure there's childhood female rejection or whatnot. But, yeah, I mean, that doesn't matter. I mean, right. but it's... Um, what I finally realized that what made me get over that was that I realized, you know, a lot of women feel awkward. They're, you just, I think a lot of humans feel awkward. And and then we feel like we will be rejected. But the funny thing is we're all feeling the same way. So someone just step out and, you know, embrace people and be crazy. And, and that, it'll make that people did comfortable. Happen. That did happen. Yeah. Jesus is the one who stepped out. Yes. And was crazy in the world's eyes because he was contrary to everything that they were thinking, everything that they were doing. The fact that God could love you because God loved you doesn't make any sense. We have to earn it. We have to do something. Yeah. And Jesus said, no, that's not it. That's not what I'm saying. You know, Jesus said, you are the light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hidden. Mm. Don't hide. Yeah. And Jesus never hid. No. Well, wait, wait, wait. He hid away from the crowd sometimes because he wanted to well, pray. he walked away from the crowd because he wanted to be closer to God. Right. That's but not I mean, really it, hiding. Yeah, it's not the same kind, no. kind of hiding. And, and I guess, you know, we shouldn't hide because we have the light of Jesus, this Holy Spirit in us, and he is shining out of us, shining out of our eyes. And when we hide because we're scared, we are depriving the world of the Holy, Holy Spirit within us and also... We're missing out on a blessing. You know, You know. here's one. Why don't you just be awkward for Jesus? You know, why, why not? not? Be yourself for Jesus. Yeah. I because mean, that's, who he, that's who he loves. He loves you no matter what. So why not do that? If we're really content in Jesus, what does it matter if a few people reject us? And that's the concept that... All this hiding in the world is, it's all conformity. Yeah. We try and conform to somebody else's standards because we think we'll be accepted when we conform. And uh, Paul in Romans said, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed. Don't conform, but transform. Yeah. Don't try and look like someone else, but change who you are yourself. Be transformed by the renewal of your mind that by testing you may discern what the will of God is. What is good and acceptable and perfect. Because God is good and acceptable and perfect. And that is who he created us to be. And through sin we walked away from that. And Paul says, don't 
wallow in your sin and try and hide in your sin. Instead, transform yourself out of that through Christ. I have a question. Yeah. So, Shannon teaches high school students and junior high students. Yes. So, my question is... Your last three classes are seventh graders. All oh, seventh yes. graders. All afternoon, so, all vampires. It's been a long time since I've been in seventh grade. Mm-hmm. How do your seventh graders hide oh, their true goodness. selves? Give me, give oh, me. Oh my goodness! Remind me what they do. I've got some that are clowns. That are class clowns, mm-hmm. and they are constantly screaming for attention. Look at me! Look at me! Look at me! But while you're clowning, you don't have to be yourself. You don't have to be rejected. You just look for people's approval, and you'll do anything to look for approval. Mm. I've got some real clowns. I've got other ones that I've got kids both in high school and junior high who, I mean, it's it's so literal. They grow their hair over their eyes. Oh, they put the headphones in so they, they can act like they can't hear you, and they keep their head down all the time. Because they're trying to hide in plain sight. They have to be in public, but they want to hide. Mm. I've got other ones that color their hair strange colors and get their noses pierced and do all sorts of stuff to try and rebel against their own feeling of inadequacy. Mm. They don't, instead of having, you know, worried that someone's going to say something that they're insufficient in, they're going to be blatant in it to try and shock you into mm. You know, and um, what about mean, I've got mean I've ones? got junior high kids that um, don't ever take their coats off. Oh, all day long they wear heavy coats. Oh, and I'm sure part of that is um, insecurity about their bodies and all the mm-hmm. other things that happen in that puberty type age. But it's a shield, it's a mask, it's something they can hide in. Mm. I've got kids that you see them sitting on. I got a couple of boys that sit on chairs and pull their knees up to their chest sitting on the chairs the whole time they're curled up in a little ball and you and they'll talk to you and they'll interact with the class but they stay curled up all the time they are hiding that whole time that's what they're they're trying to do is hide and um a lot of my kids have really rough lives and and really tough family situations and backgrounds and things and a lot of them have been through different traumas and they have learned that being invisible is the safest place. But if you get a chance, if you get the opportunity to crack that open Uh and see what's inside, then they'll start to come out. But the slightest threat, they curl back up. Curl back up. Yeah. What about the bullies? You have any bullies? Bullies are the same way. Um, Bullies usually are trying to bully someone so that they aren't bullied. Mm. They pick on someone so that they are not picked on. They don't want to be separated out, so they separate someone else out. Mm. As long as I'm laughing at you, no one's laughing at me. Mm. That's why they bully. It's, it's, it's an attempt not to be separated from the crowd. And that's why kids will run in packs like little mm. wolves and pick on one. Because as long as we're picking on him, they're not picking on us. Mm. As, long as, as long as the spotlight's on somebody else... I don't have to worry about them looking too close at me. And, okay, since I've been, we've been married. It's the same with adults. adults I was just going to say, like, I have not been in a real workforce since I got out of the Army. I mean, really, going to a job every day. I I mean, I just haven't done it, really. 
Oops. I mean, it's been a long time. So I wanted to say, like, you see adults doing the same thing. Right. Because you've been in all sorts you of different adults. You see adults doing the same thing. They hide. They they take their insecurity and they try and make it. They try and master something so that they have one thing that they can say They're better than at, you at something. Oh, yeah. And a lot of times those will be some of the biggest bullies then. The most mm. insecure people I've ever met are all bullies. Mm. And not because they're bullies at heart, but because of their insecurity. Mm-hmm. Their brokenness causes them to lash out. Mm. And, you know, it's the same way I can tell, like, when I do the women's self-defense courses. Mm-hmm. You've been with me on those. Mm-hmm. And the way you carry yourself, the way you portray yourself, mm-hmm. no matter what's on the inside, if you look confident, mm-hmm. you are less likely to be a target. If you look like you're running and hiding, the wolves will come after you. Mm. You know, it's mm-hmm. that look right. in the eye and then they will go back into the darkness because they don't want to confront that. Jesus was like that with the Pharisees. Mm-hmm. They were always trying to trip him up or to to catch him doing something wrong or to claim he was doing something wrong. You know, he cast out a demon and they said, well, it must be of the devil. <laughs> And Jesus said, how in the world a house can't, a house divided can't stand, so why would the devil cast out the devil? Yeah, I have. So instead, Jesus was always up front with them, right out front, and when they would ask him a question, he would give them an answer. Not the answer they wanted. Yeah. And not the answer that would have made him popular. Because to be, he could have been popular yeah. and done what people expected of him, but he did what was unexpected. Mm-hmm. And some people were disappointed in that because they wanted him to be what they wanted him to be. Mm-hmm. And he, he had to be what God wanted him to be and who he really was. And that's what God asks us to do. Is he just said, just be yourself. For that's, goodness sake. That's who he made you to be. Just be. I made you. And that's You're the, not hiding from me because I made you. And that is what the world needs. The people around you need you to be you. And I was trying to... I know it's in one of the Peters... Perfect love casts out all fear. I don't know where that is. But I, right. I, I want to share this. Um, in a very. Um, a, a lot of people have heard this in Romans 8. Um, because I think a lot of this hiding comes, it, like you said, it comes from insecurity. It comes from we don't really truly understand how loved we are by God. And, and how he doesn't love us just because. He loves us passionately. He loves us so much. He loves to hang out with us. And and First John three one. See what kind of love the Father has given us that we should be called the children of God, and so we are. The reason why the world does not know us is that it does not know Him. Mm-hmm. People don't understand if they are outside of the love of God. They don't understand how we can be comfortable in the love of God. And also, one thing we need, and Jesus did this, we need to be comfortable with being misunderstood. If we know what we're doing is what God wants us to do, even by other Christians, we need to be comfortable with not having to explain ourselves. Because um, if someone is is judging a situation or judging what you're doing and you know what you're doing is what God wants you to do, it doesn't matter what they think about it. I mean, you're following God. I mean, as no, long as you're... because we're not conforming to the world. Yep. Like but I w- this is what I want to share, Romans 8. Okay. Thirty-one through thirty-nine, and this is this these pass this passage should throw all fear out of our lives if we let it soak into us. 
What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who is against us? He who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how will he not also with him freely give us all things? Who will bring a charge against God's elect? God is the one who justifies. Who is the one who condemns? Christ Jesus is he who died, yes, rather who was raised, who is at the right hand of God, who also intercedes for us. Who shall separate us from the love of God? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? Just as it is written, For thy sake we are being put to death all day long. We were considered as sheep to be slaughtered. But in all these things we overwhelmingly conquer through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities nor things present nor things to come nor powers nor height nor depth nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. That's good. Yes. So much of what we, as humans, so much of the things that we put importance on are based upon hiding. That is true. And in reality, what's really important is that we don't hide. Mm-hmm. So I, I read First John 3, 1. Mm-hmm. Um, the reason the world does not know us is that yeah. it does not know him. I'm going to read two also. Okay. Beloved, we are God's children now. And what we will be has not yet appeared. Mm-hmm. But we know that when he appears, we shall be like him because we shall see him as he is. Mm-hmm. Our faith now is based upon the grace of God and the love of God, but we don't we don't know one hundred percent exactly the the size and the breadth and the love of God. We will. And that is where our faith comes from. And that is where you can take your mask off and say, mm-hmm. I'm not done yet. God's not done with me yet, but the time will come. Yeah. When I'll stand face to face with God and he will love me. And I understand that that's what's going to happen. So in that, in between time, God says, take off your mask and be yourself. Oh, that's really good. Be my child. Be the child you were meant to be. Be who you were meant to be. Take on the family resemblance. You were created. Oh, I like that. You were created in my the family image. resemblance. And I want to share one more scripture, Romans uh-huh. 8, 19 through 21, because it's not just us and God who's waiting for us to be revealed as, you know, how we are. Mm -hmm. For the anxious longing of the creation waits eagerly for the revealing of the sons and daughters of God. For the creation was subjected to futility, not of its own will, but because of him who subjected it in hope that the creation itself also will be set free from its slavery to corruption into the freedom of the glory of the children of God. Isn't that incredible? The creation is waiting for us to the end of time when God will reveal everything. And when God God will make everything else new. Yeah. We are the first fruits. We are the first ones that God made new. And all creation is waiting for, for Jesus to return and for that to happen again. So if you're listening to this and you're not sure about your identity and you're not sure in your in who you are or what you are or whether you're good enough. Just let me tell you, God says, first of all, I created you mm-hmm. exactly the way you are. I created you as you are. I just want to have a relationship with just you, mm. not with a group, not with a, not with a, a gang, not with a, 
a selection of certain people. I want one-on-one relationship with you because I love you. Mm. And if you've never felt that love from another human being, you may not understand that. But when you give yourself to God, you will understand the love that you feel. Mm-hmm. The love that comes from God is a perfect love, and it is not predicated on anything you do, anything you say. There's no limiting factors, and there is no disqualification. God says, come to me as you are. Come if you're broken, I heal. Yeah, you if, you are, yeah. if you are sinful, I will forgive the sin. If you are fearful, I will take away your fear. You are loved. Amen. Amen. Thanks Thanks for listening, folks. Yeah. God bless. Bye.